celebrating success, learning from legends, and growing poppies. This is Talk Poppy Talk with Grace Lewis. Kia ora and welcome to Tall Poppy Talk. Today we have Anya Bath. She is an Olympic halfpipe skier and her passion for skiing has taken her all over the globe, including Beijing, where she competed for the New Zealand team at the 2022 Winter Olympic Games. After making her debut on the world stage just in 2019, she's swiftly become a role model in her sport in New Zealand and encourages others to pursue their dreams too. Also, she is an avid, extremely talented photographer, showcasing some remarkable photo and video content both on and off the mountains as she's traveling around the world. Anya, I'm like so grateful and really excited to talk about those three passions that you're just absolutely excelling at. So welcome to Tall Poppy Talk. My first question is where and how are you today? Good. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm good. Just a chill day. It's pretty windy up the mountain. So down in Wanaka, just enjoying a day off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and so like a day off for you. How like far and few between others? It's an interesting one at the moment. So I've kind of jam-packed my schedule a lot more than I would a usual winter. Uh, there is no half pipe this year just because of a lack of snow. So it's skiing. I've also signed up for the Queenstown Marathon in uh, November. Um, I'm running on behalf of Endometriosis New Zealand. Yesterday was an 18k run day. I'm not a runner. <laughs> so that was terrifying. And then today is an off day. So it's, yeah, personal training and then physio and then just like all my life admin so editing photos and that kind of thing yeah oh my gosh and that's something I didn't even like get into in your intro is endometriosis you very much like speak out out about your experience with it which is incredible and part of the role modeling so the Queenstown Marathon what made you decide to do that a big one is not having a half pipe this year so I haven't had something kind of to work towards I've been injured since January when I got injured overseas and had to come home so I have just kind of been trying to find something to work towards and they were in the process of like trying to line up some stuff and I was just like you know what I'm, I'm gonna do it here's something that's like really out of my comfort zone and for me you know I think by me doing something that's like completely a different challenge to what I'm used to maybe shows a challenge that women face every day uh, with endo. So, you know, it's a little bit of a glimpse into a challenge, completely different, but, and maybe it'll inspire women as well who have endo that they, uh, their bodies are capable of things. So, yeah. That's so artistic, which is so you I feel like <laughs> like the nutshell of everything there is out there about you like it's so easy to gravitate towards like snow sport and then I'm like looking at all this insane art photography video like all that stuff I'm like holy moly and then like the personality side of it so there's all these like things I guess I could say to describe you but that's why I wanted to know how would you describe yourself which is oh I'm like flipping it around for you but we're leaving out that word like skier or 
athlete yeah I guess this is a big one yeah like it's hard not to describe yourself as a skier or an athlete and I guess like we hold like quite a bit of identity in that so for me I guess I have a few notes so if I look down (laughs) I love that no please go ahead I guess I describe myself as a person that's passionate for being creative so through photography poetry kind of that kind of thing um I'm an advocate for women's health I have endometriosis as I kind of mentioned I have a love for getting outdoors. Um, So four-wheel driving, adventuring, camping, you know, kind of those things which lead into the photography, you know, nature and inspiration side of things. Um, I enjoy spending time with my family, friends, and embracing my faith. I'm highly food motivated and coffee. Um, I have a coffee right next to me. You will never find me without a coffee. Oh my gosh. I love that. And thank you for like taking the time. I hope that it was like a nice reflective process for you to actually have a think like, oh gosh, what, how would I describe myself? You're like, and then you list off all these things. Surface level question. How do you have your coffee? Oh, okay. So I'm lactose intolerant, which is really ironic because I grew up on a dairy farm. Um, And actually leading back into the endo thing, it's not because I'm lactose intolerant. It's because of how it affects my endometriosis, Um, which is not something I would have talked about in the past. So, you know, we're, we're bringing it more to light and that's part of it. Um, Talking about coffee and endo, (laughs) Um, but I drink it with oat milk. Uh, I'm an oat milk fan, but I do love if I'm overseas, I usually will have it black. So just a shot of coffee. My favorite thing in Italy was like the espresso bars and you just like walk up, go stand, take a shot of a coffee and then like leave. And I was like, this is great. You know, like so efficient, no sitting down, like chilling, having a coffee. It's a very Kiwi thing to like sit in a cafe and catch up with your friends and have a coffee we're like over there it's like you have a coffee you go and then you see your friends it's to the point when you do your google like photography comes up because you've been like advocating for it and your work speaks for itself Mm -hmm. so it kind of grew but so much of it like you said with identity is the sport the athlete part of it so I can imagine from other athletes I've spoken to like when there's an injury if that's everything that your identity is like held to it's gonna like crush you which I'm sure is still very like difficult but having those other pillars in your identity whether that's through your art and creative expression or your faith or your family do you feel like that helped slash is helping you through this kind of injury or even having to pivot from the half pipe I guess like that is a big one that I have faced recently and I completely agree like with holding my identity I guess like in other things not just in sport it has helped me don't get me wrong I've still experienced the highs and the lows of watching your friends and competitors you know go to places that you wanted to go for example world champs was in Georgia and that's like a dream country of mine and so watching that and I'm like ah like I was meant to be there or you know these like small things but I guess 
going through it and looking at the opportunities that I've had because of injury and how I've learned to grow. I've gotten the opportunity to build my strength rather than just like maintaining it for an athlete point of view. And then like looking at it being like, this is how much I love this sport that I have the opportunity to grow in other areas for, you know, nine months it's been to grow in my relationship so that I can go back and fully focus on this sport. And I'm not putting the rest of my life, you could say like on hold because I've worked for that over the past nine months. Yes, a hundred percent. I love that. That's such a good, like optimistic, positive way to look at it. And I can appreciate it. And I love that you pointed out, like, don't get me wrong. There was probably some days where you're like, this really sucks, but that's balance, right? Like it's going to yeah. ebb and flow and being able to like zoom out and gain that perspective. And it relates to that second question I sent over. Where it's like high performance. I think sometimes we have this idea that it's strictly like athletic based or it's podium finish or literally varies from person to person. How, like, what's your definition of high performance? And maybe like, has that evolved? Yeah, I guess like a big one was everything always was how close could you get to the podium um and don't get me wrong like I'm in a competitive sport how would I put it I'm in a competitive sport and don't get me wrong I want to get you know to that level but I am on the lower end of female and half pipe skiing um I'm trying my best but I came to the sport late a lot of these women have been riding half pipe for the amount of time that I've been skiing so and and don't get me wrong that's you know not I I just have to work a little bit harder for me I'd say like high performance isn't solely centered around winning I'd say it's more like involves dedicating a considerable amount of effort time and passion into a task constantly seeking your own improvement and effectively addressing challenges at hand is kind of what I'd put so like real like being relentless to pursuing like an objective regardless of a final outcome that gave me like the chills because the oh, I'm glad. <laughs> no like seriously because one I love the word relentless because I think there's this yeah. association like initially you're like oh it's kind of like this very like aggressive abrasive word but it's actually yeah. like no it's just consistently pursuing something like relentlessly and um someone else who the episode's not even out yet but I asked them like hey if there's anything you could say what is it and they're like success isn't guaranteed but that doesn't mean you shouldn't pursue it like with everything you have and so you saying that I'm like oh uh it's like matches up and I am very much a believer in like the higher power or whatever it is if you have some connection so for you to say that I'm like oh okay I I get the message whoever's trying to send it to me um keep trying (laughs) like I think I think that's a big one is also for me like diving into high performance is diving into my faith I believe in God and so for me it's looking at it being like okay you know there is a plan for me out here and you know I wouldn't be put on this path that was completely different to what I planned in the first way shape or form um 
and kind of just like diving into that and being like okay if this isn't like for me and for example during my injury if this isn't for me then maybe like should I chill out and there's like all the signs pointing to being like okay just like readjust your attitude readjust how you look at the sport okay maybe you're not in the sport for the three percent that are winning maybe you're in the sport for the 97 percent of the people who are actively trying to get in it you're trying to inspire the 97 percent rather than the three percent that are at the podium and you know I had talks with my sports psych when you asked me to do this podcast being like I don't know if I'm good enough to like be on this there's like all these people that have won Olympic medals they've done all of this like what have I done and it came back to like those values as I just said like the 97 percent and it's like okay maybe if I speak out I can inspire a young female with endo that she could do this or inspire you know some young boy who like didn't know that he liked skiing to possibly get on skiing like you know get on skis kind of thing it comes back down to like the inspiring people and just like hoping that you could have some sort of outcome rather than it always being about like winning if that makes sense oh yes again I just went on a tangent but I hope that at least made some sort of sense (laughs) perfect tangent I like didn't want to interrupt at any stage because one, I love that this has already generated conversations for you for your scale, like the goalposts are always shifting. And so yeah. I love that you say that it's like, well, someone might think at your level when you're literally going to like the Olympics, like, oh, you have to get that top 3%. It's like, no, because there's so many endorphin hits, so many moments of feeling like accomplished and successful and the camaraderie. And like, if if um like you hit the podium, that's great. But I'm sure like, everyone I've spoken to so much of it is like the places they've been the people they were there with the food they've eaten and it's like sometimes you're even like oh fourth fifth I can't remember like and I'm sure at the time that seemed like the biggest thing but then looking back you're like I know it sounds cliche but it is the people and like the feelings you get from it and so yeah it's that 97 percent exactly and that's like a big one coming to it as well is I kind of I I I guess that that segues on to like a question like further down the line that you've prepared but you know those people that you're around and you know as you said like what is high performance kind of thing I didn't really realize until surrounding myself with people that aren't skiers that like what I had accomplished if that makes sense and not saying that like don't get me wrong I love the people in the ski industry they encourage they support but you're surrounded by these people that are like always excelling in your industry and so it's that thing of like constantly comparing yourself you know you surround yourself with people that are like out of it and they're like I have a few like American mates and they're like you went to the Olympics like that's so sick you're a national hero and I'm like oh like I wouldn't say that kind of thing like oh cringe and they're like whoa I won't get over saying it you know kind of thing and I'm like interesting like I never thought of it from that kind of point of view 
Well, that's, I'm so glad you said that because literally I'm like, you went to the Olympics and my books, boom, high performance, tick, tick, tick. But that's why I am so grateful to have these conversations because you talk yeah. to people who undeniably, I'm like, you're a tall poppy, you're excelling, you're above it. And then when you are able to have like a more long form conversation and you can hear that like everyone, people are like, oh, I have myself doubts or I'm comparing. And especially when you're in a super niche space that is skiing or if it's rowing or whatever the respective thing is like you're constantly comparing to those who are also in that niche little bubble and then you need someone who's like me who's like oh what's the difference between a half pipe and a foot like oh I don't know that seems really cool like it being removed so yeah. it's like you just appreciate it for what it is because you're not in the weeds of like numbers or dimensions or all that like yeah very particular thing so I love that you have people in your life who can help you gain that perspective oh completely and even just like skiing with them up the mountain they bring that like joy and not saying again like not saying that everybody because they do they bring the joy but it's joy from a different perspective we're like they're just stoked to be out there they don't care if it's rain hail shine like no snow season kind of thing they're just stoked to like be on skis where for us I guess and it's like me going into their everyday job and they're like oh like it's a bit main mundane you know like today's kind of an average day and you know etc and you go out with them and they're like oh it's tussock it's rocks you know like there's a bad landing on the jumps like that's sick let's do it and you're like cool <laughs> like I'm stoked for you <laughs> you get it's infectious because you're like okay cool yeah like the enthusiasm propels more yeah. enthusiasm um okay we'll dive into that ultimate crux question right of like okay poppy syndrome <clears throat> and it really did begin from me coming to the states and experiencing for the first time kind of yeah that Americanness of like yeah sometimes it's a little over the top but a lot of the time it's just like <laughs> it is this infectious enthusiasm you're like yeah what's happening so um in your own words no right or wrong answer firstly what is tall poppy syndrome in your own words and have you yeah. experienced it okay oh yeah how do you put it <laughs> um <clears throat> I guess it's a phenomenon that uh, is not limited to just like sporting individuals. Anyone that achieves, I guess, like significant success or recognition, they kind of face criticism. I think it comes sometimes from envy, but um, I guess it's an attempt to bring someone down, make them humble so that they, I guess, don't grow too tall or bring them to like a normal level. I've personally faced it, um, I guess from like a slightly different view though. I'd say mine's maybe more like internalization of tall poppy syndrome where I've had, you know, I faced it after the Olympics. I was hesitant to share, like acknowledge my Olympic journey. Um, I felt the pressure to downplay it. Other times when I did embrace it, that's when I'd face like the tall poppy syndrome where I'd be like yes I'm an Olympian like if someone asked me and then they'd be like oh you always talk about the Olympics or like oh but you crashed your run <laughs> kind of thing like just to bring me down a level and it was like okay what what do I say like do I not accept it and just be like oh yeah like you know kind of thing or like bring myself down and I guess it 
briefly led me to like internalize these issues trying to keep people around me happy but yeah I think it's like conforming to humility and modesty expectations in society and I think we're slowly making progress um, and understanding this and promoting mental health but I think there is now you could say the issue of like internalization of athletes in our generation where like the previous generation you could say was the ones maybe like more doing it to like each other and they had the like self-confidence themselves when now we're the ones I guess like internalizing it a little bit more and rather than attacking others we're like oh maybe I should like be a bit more humble or maybe I like should be a bit more respectful to say the people that weren't able to get there yeah wow firstly thank you I'm proud of you you should be proud of yourself to share that because I know okay <laughs> there must have, like there's probably a little sense of like in general like you said coming on and talking about tall poppy you just inherently yeah. from the conversation you're like oh how am I sounding I think you're clearly an artistic intelligent person because that response is well, that's good <laughs> like, I'm that's sweating like all honesty like I've got the sweats going on I'm a little bit nervous <laughs> oh no like that I was just like I feel very grateful and privileged that I can have this conversation oh. with you because I'm like girl you you went to the you are an Olympian like oh thank you it's like there's very few things in this world that are black and white but that is one of them you either yeah. went and you competed or you didn't and like the outcome I'm hopeful and I have like that faith same as you is like yeah. in the moment you're kind of like why like that didn't go necessarily how I wanted but I think you are so young in your span we're the same age well I'm a little bit older but like you're so young in it that like it's gonna make sense later down the line why that experience so for your next one and when you can have conversations with people because if everything goes absolutely to plan then you it's hard to like maybe comfort someone else or learn from that in a different yeah. way like I'm sure that experience in multiple ways has been like you've reflected on it a lot and you're such a tall poppy so to hear you like internalize it I'm like well why does it happen like I think this like generation of athletes is part of it from witnessing the generation above is some of it social media and yeah instant comparison like instantly even being able to like google how other people are doing in your sport and check stats I don't know what it is for a bunch of reasons I, if sorry for interrupting yeah, jump in, I think please. a lot of it comes from like this New Zealand legacy of sport right we have this massive legacy of like you know the all blacks or you know like these people and and you know, like in snow sports, we've got, you know, Zoe and Nico who won us our first gold medals in like the Winter Olympics, which is insane. And, you know, they're like awesome, beautiful humans, but you're constantly, you know, you go to the same games as them where they've won these medals and you're like, oh, like, okay. Like I kind of didn't perform, but but you're not there to for their result you're there for your result you're there because of the journey that you've been on and I think it's it's breaking down those barriers between like comparing yourself to others but also like what the media and you know all of these people are gonna say about you for 
you know your small things and I think in a way New Zealand does it with like a lot of humor where it's like oh yeah but like haha kind of thing um I think that's how we deal with like a lot of these issues is with humor and so not taking that away from us and not saying that you can't like deal with that in humor but also like breaking down those stereotypes where like everything has to be happy and like you know you you can struggle um and it is a struggle you know like it's day-to-day life you're gonna have ups and downs you're gonna have these awful barriers that you have to overcome but also at the same time like looking at it and being like wow like I got to go to that place or I got to meet that person or you know I've the friendships that have come from it or you know this person or you know like these like small things I guess it's like looking at the broader picture to then like break down those stereotypes yeah a hundred percent that's like just like on a tangent and I'm like I don't know if anything I said made sense (laughs) no it doesn't like I get the joy of getting to listen back to this first and when I'm talking to you like the whole thing's a blur and then I'll listen back I'll be like we just produced some great conversation like holy moly like I love this back to it and that's part of why these conversations it's like let's celebrate success and allow other people to do the same and yeah when you have like quote unquote like they're not failures like if you didn't perform in the way you wanted to perform that's why I ask you about high performance like the definition of performing is so relative and the scope is so large and every time I talk with athletes it's like depending on the point in their career they are, they view things in certain ways. Like even Eric Murray talks about like how him and Hamish, who wouldn't I look at them, I'm like, that's the Kiwi pair, like unbeaten, this and that. And he's like, oh, it took us years to get into that groove. And I'm like, oh, so someone who like you, who's like, you're in that stage where Eric was like, oh yeah, we took like an Olympic cycle to whatever to get like in our groove. And he says it like, it's like, Oh, yeah that quick thing whereas when you're in it it's like so grueling and it feels like a long yeah. time but then you'll look back and be like oh I did that and now it seems like not like nothing but you're like oh that makes sense yeah. there was a reason for it but when you're in the moment it's hard to like have that vision I guess I guess it's like really true like you look at it for example like Olympic cycles for four years and this one was obviously a little interesting because of what was going on in the world and it felt longer but felt shorter and if that makes sense where it was like things got spread out but you couldn't come home you were overseas I came home and we went into lockdown again and I'd just done like two weeks quarantine um but it's looking at these things being like I wouldn't change it for the world but then you look at it like the next four years and you're like oh that's a long time away and then you look at how fast the year's been and you're like definitely not (laughs) okay (laughs) that's scary it really is like we're September already and I'm like oh okay that like even when we first started communicating I was like oh yeah that's like ages away and suddenly I'm like whoa whoa let me send her over some questions like I'm like yeah how is that next week I know I was like yesterday I was like wait oh oh I've got it say some scary stuff tomorrow <laughs> yeah, I hope you're very proud of yourself because I'm like looking at everything you've done and like the things you're saying I'm like how are we the same age like I get that is 
like there's not often that I get to speak to people who are like in that same age as me so the wisdom you're producing I'm like girl maybe it's the mountain air that's giving you that (laughs) something about living in Wanaka you know (laughs) yeah that'll Um, do it yeah uh, here's one like if I guess you talk about like the high performance side of things a mate yesterday I like asked him if I could just like read over a few of my thoughts and he was like I describe high performance like gear right it's something I could rely upon something that I would trust and I know is going to work but I wouldn't say it's the most technical gear so like I'd say like technical and in a way of like looking at it compare like comparing it I guess to gear in the way of sport technical would be like oh yeah that's winning you know like that's the best beer like the uh, the best beer the best gear. <laughs> no it's on my mind it tends, I'm kidding <laughs> oh that was bad um okay. <laughs> coffee I promise um <laughs> what's the best gear is would be like what is winning you know like the most expensive is I you know in a way not saying that like the most expensive is but yeah you know, but like, like what the most amount of yeah and then like tech uh, and then like your um you know high performance gear would be like the gear that's like reliable and you could take it out into the mountains and you know it's gonna work and like it's still these like really really good things but it's not like the gear that you'd like go climb you know Mount Everest with kind of thing. yes yeah there's like um in rowing we call it free speed so yeah there'd be like some things that you couldn't quantify like if someone's wearing like yeah um, the hair's done in a braid you're like oh free speed like it's or like certain people in the boat that you'll be like they just have free speed I don't know why but the boat moves faster with them in it even though technically someone else could be stronger or someone has a faster yeah. like 2k time this person brings something with themselves that you can't quantify it's like and yeah I so I I like that and it's funny how different people view questions in different ways like it's probably a a cool interesting conversation to have with your friend about it because you saying what he said I'm like oh I never would have got there myself but that's the value in having those conversations because you can exactly gain new insight And now that I look at it, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense in a way to like what I'd say is it's not about like just winning. It's about like the challenges to get there and like those things that you face and, you know, like the dedication and the time and the effort. And I guess you could compare that to gear where it's like, you know, those products have been made to like withstand those challenges and those uh, like you know what what the environment's putting out but is it going to be the best gear and like get you there the fastest maybe not um we're like the winning gear is the gear that would get you there the fastest if you had the knowledge and you know like the experience to get there yeah and then it goes with that thing being like all the gear no idea kind of situation I, classic but, yeah <laughs> That um, I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but Robbie Manson, who's a rower, I sorry, I keep referencing rowing. It's my knowledge. That's okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, he said something when I was like very early starting was like, 
I think he was talking to some high schoolers and I just happened to be in the boat club at the same time. Yeah. Like tuned in and he said, you know, rowing for him and like the Olympics is like baking a cake with the cherry on top. I was like, what is he talking about? He's like, if you're only wanting it for the full product with the cherry on top, which is the podium and you don't get it, will you not enjoy the cake anyway? So he's saying like, you have to love the whole process so that even mm. if you get to the end and you don't get that cherry on top, you're still like, yeah, I'm cool. I like this cake. If you don't want any of that, he's like, it's not for you. You need to love and enjoy the process. And then if you get the outcome, brilliant. But if you don't, you've still like gained so much from it, which it sounds like you have and you're developing. Yeah. More. I think it's like, as I said, you know, like, regardless of the outcome so as an athlete things can be taken away from you like that an injury can happen you know um weather snow not playing ball you know like us not getting enough snow um half pipes not being made because of the lack of snow um costs of training you know like all of these things can pile on top and be make it so that like an athlete isn't able to obtain those processes to get those like big outcomes um and I think it's looking at it being like oh yeah you know this process like look at how much experience I've had in other areas because I've had to work to afford to go to these camps or you know the people that I've met the conversations that I've had and like those small things I don't know I think that's like yeah regardless of the outcome if it all gets taken away from me will I still be happy with like my choices and it's like obviously you you can look at hindsight and hindsight's like a beautiful thing where you can be like oh yeah if I did that like a few years ago cool you know but is it going to change it? No. So it's looking at it being like, when I approach this next season, okay, what can I do so that I won't regret in a way like any of my decisions and taking that into the high performance journey, I think is like, what is like a cool thing. Okay. Just pop that out again. More wisdom on your holy mother. Okay. <laughs> like the things you're like awkward no seriously like crushing it and that's why I'm like again I'm silent because I'm like let her speak do you find then like when I approach you I was like oh my gosh please would you like jump on the podcast is it hard for you to like accept because I'm picking it up a little bit where you're like again I'm like you're such a tall poppy but for you to kind of accept that and when someone like me comes to you wanting to hear from you like how do you accept that yeah I think yeah I think I like briefly mentioned that like when you approached me I like had a talk with my sports psych being like I've been asked to do this and like I don't know if I'm like worthy because all of these people like have a you know attained like you know they've, they've I don't measure up to like what they've achieved um which is then you look at it and you're like you say all these things and I'm like oh okay like I kind of have 
like achieved a lot. And then it comes back to like the values as well. Like you go over the, the values and it's like, okay, well, like a big value for you, my sports psych said back to me, she was like, your everything's about like one of your biggest values is personal growth. Have you ever put your value down to like being number one? And I'm like, no. And she's like, okay. And then like another value for you is like inspiring people. And I'm like, yeah, or like helping out. Like, and a big one is like, that's what I'm trying to do with like the endometriosis community is like inspire through that path because that's like experience that I have. Where, don't get me wrong, like every athlete wants to be on the podium. Every athlete wants to win. So I'm not saying like, oh, you know, like I'm I'm different. Like I don't want to win. No, trust me, like that would be nice to have that um but I think it's about setting like those realistic expectations being like okay I'm gonna work my hardest to get there but if I don't end up with that medal as you said about you know the cherry on top of the cake if I don't end up with that medal or I don't end up on the podium or in finals did I try my best is that the best run that I did um could I have done better and I guess it's like competing against yourself in a way, like is another really big thing because it is an individual sport. Yes, you're competing against like all these other people. At the same time, they're your best friends. You don't want them to crash. You don't want them to like, you know, not land their tricks or you want them to do the best and you celebrate that success, you know, with them. But it's looking at it being like, okay, did I land my best run? Could I have done better? Okay, I can't have done better. That's where it scored. Okay. Or, oh, okay. And that's like even having the conversation with a judge and being like, hey, like, what could I have done better? Why did it get marked down like this? Not using someone else to go talk to a judge for you so that it doesn't get lost in translation, but like using your mouth, your knowledge, your experiences to like learn from them and like ask those questions like what could I do better next time okay I can't do that cool you know like or you know I could improve on this or I could improve on that okay let's work towards it so that I can achieve that best run that I can do because there's no defense and that's something that Martin Toomey who I'm sure you're aware of he was talking about is like so cool and exciting and like it's like it's something very special about snow sports in general is like no one is cheering on the other athletes more than like their competitors because it's like if someone performs a track especially ones that haven't been done before he's like the strides being taken across all snow sports are like monumental like it's not like little bits whereas some of like you know sprinting they're trying to go for like miller like milliseconds yeah, milliseconds yeah, yeah yeah like in snow sport it's like it's rapid so when someone does something and then someone else is also able to do it it's like okay cool this is in the repertoire of like what snow sports can do now how far can we push the envelope and I'm like yeah oh completely and like I think that's been like a hard one competing during COVID is like obviously that crowd and that like enthusiasm in a way like hasn't been there because there's been like such strict ways of like you know managing isolation etc etc 
but it doesn't like mean that the stoke's not there but I guess like a perfect example of this like stoke was the two-star free ride comp I entered it because I hadn't entered a competition obviously since injury um and there's no half pipe this season so I was like okay I've got to do something to work towards let's go do the free ride comp I crashed um which is like a common occurrence in snow sports people are like oh you didn't land your run like do you get another one nope one run like that was like like the two-star free ride and I'm like oh but the amount of respect that I have for those free ride athletes right now standing there you don't know what's below you like you've checked it out you've scoped it but you could be standing up there for like two hours and 40 people 50 people however many have gone before you the run's completely different we're in a half pipe I know if the speeds change I can see someone competing I can look we're like you're on a mountain, you could get lost. You don't know where you're going. The run that you could have chosen and scoped out from the bottom might now be rocks because 20 people might've gone over it, which is what happened. My run was now rocks, <laughs> but I'm like that feeling of being like, if I don't land, I don't get another chance. I can't make it easier run. Like I've just got to go for it kind of thing. And you look at these people from, and like from the bottom, like after we just like watched and it was incredible just people like hucking themselves off like rocks everything and you're just like like whoa and the enthusiasm like of everyone because there's just like immense stoke for people skiing these lines and I have genuinely never experienced something like it and from the like crowd and it's not saying like you know the stoke is there like from the half pipe but what I mean is the feeling of like understanding where I and trust me I don't know what those some of those guys were going through like sending some of those cliffs like I, I don't know what that feeling would be like no but the feeling of like not knowing what's below you and not having like an understanding of fundamentals of like I mean you do have fundamentals of skiing but like these like the not knowing of like, oh yeah, like if I get stuck, I could just go back to a basic. It's like, no, if you get stuck in this area, you have to send it because like you're above a cliff. We're in the half pipe or on like slope cell. If worse comes to worse and you've like landed a trick wrong and you're still like able to ski, you can just like kind of piece it together because you've done it before and it's that repetition you know your run you know where you've been you've skied it before you've you know skied in this weather and that weather and you have that muscle memory um and don't get me wrong the crashes can be heavy in the half pipe like you know a few of the crashes at the olympics one of the new zealand team guys was like heavy um but it but it's I think looking at it and just like having that understanding and growth of like other disciplines within like your bigger discipline just like will help skiing and like achievement overall and I think that's like a really cool thing about the snow sports industry is like you can gain knowledge from like all these different little things like there'll be people that will go to ski racing that were like slope style athletes and they need to like work on their fundamentals and they'll come back to 
you know, slope and they'll be like a lot better or um, for example, like races and then they'll like come, you know, like have a little bit of, you know, more like fun and be free and like, you know, learn these things or like races that go to like free ride. And then they've got like these awesome fundamentals laid to then like add a little bit of depth, like further to it. And I think that's a really, really cool thing about the snow sports industry is like that growth that you can get from like every little part. Epic. And that actually relates to like the last question I had for you was because this enthusiasm you have, I'm like undeniable, genuine. <laughs> you cannot like falsify that in any sense. Wait. So it's like when, and I know you said you came to kind of especially the half bite like later in the game, mm-hmm. when you realized your potential, like I could hit the mountains, a, a blue is pushing it for me, right? If I'm just doing like a normal ski or something. But yeah did your expectations or like the way you approach snow sport in general change when you realize like, Oh, I'm above average or like, this is actually going to be something I can take to the Olympic Mm. level. Did that change how you approached it? I guess there's always like ways that you, every year I will change probably the way that I approach my sport. Um, I kind of discovered like the passion pretty young like I learned how to ski at like Ruapehu kind of six years old ish but it was like only every second weekend and it was actually not till I moved down to Wanaka at 16 to gain life experience which was like a little bit of a different move than most people I came down here like ski holiday with mom and was like I'm moving here next year and she's like no you're not like did a powerpoint presentation was like yeah this is like why I'm moving this is how much money like I could make like as a 16 year old you know like working this is how I'd finish school like all of these kind of things and they were like okay cool like but if you do this 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 or this you're moving home um so that was like pretty cool stoked that like my parents you know helped me move on that path but when I moved down here I was socializing with like people that were trying to qualify for the 2018 games so you're surrounded by these people that are like I'm doing this and I'm doing that and like I got like a little bit of coaching but my aim wasn't to you know go to the Olympics at that stage um and I was just kind of like oh okay cool like we'll, we'll give it a shot um skied learned got onto the half pipe, went overseas, kind of was having fun with it. And then 2019 was when I did my first World Cup. And that's when I kind of realized like, okay, I did like a little bit better than I was expecting. Um, And yeah, kind of was like, oh yeah, like maybe, maybe I give this like a full shot. Then I came back to New Zealand, skied, for the winter here, obviously, I went overseas for six days. Everything in the world happened. <laughs> um, and had to come back home. And then that was an interesting season. But the 18 months leading up to the Games was my full dedication. So basically from August, oh, October, sorry. October of 2020 I went overseas was overseas until August of 2021 
came back home, managed to like get a lockdown spot. And then it was just kind of like the ball rolling from there. And it was like those 18 months was like full dedication. So at the time I was working at St. John's on the ambulance and I gave them a call and was like, hey, like I'm probably not going to be able to come back. So yeah, it kind of put everything into skiing for those 18 months. And that's when like, I realized like, okay, I'll give this like a full shot. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I'm not going to regret like giving it a shot, but yeah, like the way that I'd approach things now has probably changed where it's yeah. Finding like other things that bring me joy other than just skiing. So that if, as I've experienced with injury, if it was to happen again, you know, touch all bits of wood, um, that I have things to fall back on. I have options to choose and I'm not having my whole world throw in. And I think that's a big one about how like I'd approach it now. I probably wouldn't approach it with like the expectations that I had when I first started being like, yeah, like I'm going to make finals at the first Olympics. And it was like, that's not an attainable goal. Like for me, for some people, yes. But for me, that was not an obtainable goal because I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't have the experience. I didn't have those fundamentals in skiing. And I I needed to go and learn from the Olympics to then like get the best out of it the next time. The pandemic in so many ways, like the fact that you could go absolute full send for lack of a better word, on it like had there not been the pandemic there might have been not other distractions but life could have been like pulling you in multiple ways yeah. but now through that experience not only with the olympics but the injury like you're going to be a better athlete because mm. you are more well like rounded or there's other parts to your identity so i love that through this and again knock on wood on all surfaces you don't get injured again but you can bring so much more of yourself to it and like when you're going to hit the mountains or hit the slope or whatever it is like yeah knowing I think it like it's got to take away some sort of stress like fundamentally in your humanness if you're not putting absolutely everything's riding on that you can actually enjoy it Yeah, yeah I think completely like it 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 takes in a way like a pressure off being like okay my don't get me wrong like I would still say like a solid part of my identity is held in skiing. Like I Mm -hmm. am an athlete. I am a skier, you know, that's what I do as like my job kind of thing. But by not solely holding my identity just in skiing and like having, you know, relationships outside of the ski industry and not just like having myself in this like one bubble, don't get me wrong as I will say again like some of my best friendships are from the ski industry and I hold them so dearly but it's that thing of like for example during COVID like some of them couldn't come out to New Zealand so like if I had just solely had those friendships within the ski industry like I would have been alone and so by like having these other areas I'm able to like look at it and use my experience in like skiing to then help others without it just being like oh like I need to teach the next girl how to get in the half pipe it's like okay maybe that's not like the way that I should like approach it of course I want to like inspire the next generation of people to get in the half pipe like that would be sick but 
a big one for me is like looking about how I can use sport to like inspire kids as like a way for them to learn so it's like learning about yourself or using it as a tool to help kids you know like excel in math or excel in English you know and these things where as somebody who did struggle like in school and needed in a way like I excelled in school when I was out of school um, by finishing it it's like how could I use that experience of my sport to like bring that in and not like wanting to not that I'm wanting to like inspire kids to like you know drop out and and so that's a big one is like learning from it and then like developing those skills and how can I take that further yeah and it's like being present in the thing that you're doing right I'm sure when you are working and doing your photography you're so present in that moment and quite literally what you're capturing what's in the lens what's in front of you and then you build relationships there and through snow sport like your relationships are so strong and you're so present fully into it no lukewarm about it and then you're like oh but now I'm doing photography and now I'm having all these connections and conversations that seems to be like a common theme for you is like a lot of very cool people in all of the things you're doing yeah uh, and I think it's like drawing inspiration from the moment at, at hand and the people around you so for me it's like okay like this is awesome and then how can I take that into my photography or hey like I shot this or I wrote this piece how can I use that in my skiing or you know helping a friend if they're like you know stuck in a moment or like taking you know and going on adventures and I think it's like you can use these moments like skiing like photography like four-wheel driving all of these things to like just build community and hang out with the people like around you and I think that is a big one which isn't expressed in individual sports is it is about the community around you because without your support team and without your network you would be nothing well said and my sign off is always if you had to have one meal for the rest of your life breakfast lunch or dinner what's it gonna be damn does it have to be like one specific or can it be like a broad like for example like a genre of food a genre of food a type of food a cuisine is it a cuisine? yeah okay. or like okay. like just bagels yes because you could change up what's in- see I feel like that's cheating though Okay, no, you can go with me deciding what the rules are. Um, no, yes, that is fine, but I'm going to need to know like a top bagel combo or like spread. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bacon, egg, avocado, tomato, chipotle mayo. Okay, that just evolved. At first I was like, oh, she's going to hit me with a bacon, egg, cheese, but no, you're lactose. I'm lactose intolerant um yeah that's like my go-to but you've got to get the black garlic bagels yes are like all time now we're yeah. talking she's the on other option is cream cheese but obviously I can't have cream cheese so vegan cream cheese with salmon yes and capers and then and then you've got your pickled red onion as well like that's like 
if I'm feeling like bougie and I'm out like on a photo shoot and I need like a nice food in like the corner, so it has to be there. Like it looks good. <laughs> no, I was literally looking through like all your content. I think one of them was skis with like Lisa's hummus or something. And I was like, girl, I love my Lisa's hummus. Like that. Okay. I'm not, I love Lisa's hummus, but I'm like the abuela, like full on, like, and I it's gotten bad because of the people that I surround myself with I used to just get like the 500 gram tub now I get the kg tub and I go through that like in a week and that's because of the people that I've and like not a bad thing you know like not me being like oh you guys have like built up my grocery bill because you've made me obsessed with hummus but like trying them with the barbecue peckish thins oh so good so good and I'm a as I've said like I'm a food motivated person so like if there's food in my fridge and I've gone for the run like how I did yesterday and I was like the entire way I was like oh there's hummus in the fridge oh there's like two slices of pizza that like I didn't eat oh there's a yummy slaw that like I made oh yes like okay that's what I'm gonna have on my way home oh there's like three venison sausages okay like just getting like extra motivated by like the food and I'm like oh yeah it's the same when I go skeetering and people are like we're gonna have a charcuterie board up the top and I'm like really struggling especially with my shoulder this year like carrying a pack has been like a challenge but as soon as like someone's like 300 meters we're gonna like sit down and have food I'm like full force power ahead oh I love that we're so aligned I'm so food motivated yeah um I love it oh that is so awesome I could just literally keep going but I feel like yeah. this is a this is a we good- need to stop it <laughs> we need to stop it I cannot thank you enough like across thank the board you. just honestly an epic corridor between like people let alone all the wisdom and the things you've shared I think I'm going to take so much away from it listeners will take so much away from it and I hope you also have had a yeah. positive experience just even reflecting in the conversations you've had pre this completely. awesome completely I think yeah like it's been awesome so thank you so much for like having me on and you know being able to like express like vulnerably um you know like what what it is to be like an athlete and like sport vulnerability and you know honesty and being authentically yourself like hopefully that is something that like listeners have like experienced from this so yeah awesome thank you thank you so much for listening to tall poppy talk we'll see you next time feel free to check us out on socials youtube and the website thanks for today's guest and we'll see you all next time take care be kind